Okay. So good, not great family. We have a little bit of a, a, a new thing for you. Ooh, a treat for you. I just hit a dog cage. Um, so we'll still be coming to you with, you know, our weekly pop culture takes, but something else we wanted to do was every once in a while, do a podcast about one of our favorite films. Um, I'm want to call this series, the underrated Jillian. How do you feel about that? I feel great, but could also be the most amazing films ever that only Jill and Ryan, like, well, not only Jill and Ryan, but that we like a lot talk about a lot right and when I was making the list of movies I added some that are like I didn't put on like Legally Blonde and Clueless which we both love because I feel like they are appropriately rated but some of these might be deeper cuts or yeah they're not quote good movies like Heartbreakers but we just love them I've, I've seen them a million times um gonna be real honest this is very very heavily inspired by the rewatchables podcast um by from the ringer so yes, pretty heavily inspired by the Rewatchables podcast in which they discuss movies they love. They go through some categories. We, we'll be similar, but I'm try, I try not to rip it off too much by having newer categories. Um, so yeah, well, I'm hoping to do these maybe like once a month. And I have a list of 30 movies for us to get through, but you know, that might change. But for our first one, you know, there was a clear choice of what movie we should cover first. So Jill, do you want to announce the film? Um, yes, the film we will be covering is the movie Bachelorette, starting starring Kirsten Dunst, Lizzie Kaplan, Kaplan, I guess, you got it. Isla Fisher, and James Marston, and Adam Scott, and Rebel Wilson. And Rebel Wilson, yeah. And so what- From 2012. Yeah, 2012, written and directed by Leslie Headland. Um, I googled if there was a theater release for this film. There was, I believe. It was based on a play Leslie wrote, um, which was called Seven Deadly Sins. So I didn't know any of this because I I love this movie so much. And I'd like to see if she's done anything else so we can, you know, dive in. But I don't really think so. I think this was her big, you know, magnum opus. And do you want to say, you know, what this film means to you? Do you remember when you first saw it? How did Bachelorette come into your life? I definitely didn't see it in the movie theaters. I'm pretty sure that our dear friend, Caitlin N, suggested it to me, introduced it to me, which is shocking. Not shocking that she has good taste, but shocking that this was something I didn't know about. Um, And I watched it, I don't know, on what media. Maybe I watched it with you or Kate. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Also, I wanted to mention that this is rated R. Mm. When we were talking about Bribe Wars last week, I went to try to Google and find that clip about Kate Hudson on Inside the Edgar Studio talking about it. But I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't think it's allowed. Like, it's not public. Yeah. But anyway, I did find an interview she did about Bribe Wars, and she said that the movie that ended up coming out, like edited and made by the studio, was not the movie they filmed. They filmed it was a very R, raunchy, irreverent comedy. That's what Kate Hudson said about Bride Wars. Yes, but she said that the studio didn't want that to happen. And she thought that women at that time would be able to watch an art, like a wedding crash was for women. So yeah. I think um, this is definitely that. Yes, that's that's why I love it so much. I really feel like there's a podcast uh, called Films to Be Buried with, with by Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. And he asks like the same questions about films every week to his guests. And I think one of them is like, what is the film you most relate to? And for me, this is probably my answer because it's about, um, 
a young woman is getting married in Manhattan and her three best friends from high school all come together the night before the wedding um, to come into town and, you know, mayhem and hijinks ensue. And as two women who have been to many weddings for friends and bachelorette parties and been in some weddings, it's just very relatable. And just the way they speak is very relatable as women who are funny. I feel like people think women don't talk like this and we do, we say horrible things, we make fucked up jokes. Um, so it's just nice to see that portrayed by one of our queens, Kirsten Dunst. I will say though, this is not the typical bachelorette. No. Especially for us in the past 10 years. It's like a weekend away and travel and take days off work. This is literally, they they say they're not gonna have a bachelorette. They say they are, they end up just getting together for a few hours the night before the wedding, which would never yeah. happen. No. Yeah. I will cover that a little bit later. I just wanted to read to you some uh, things from Wikipedia. The reception of the film. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 57% based on 102 reviews. These people are crazy. That seems low. The website's critical consensus reads, it has its moments, but Bachelor ultimately plays it too safe with its trio of unlikable leads, betraying them with the predictably sentimental final act that undermines the bracingly honest humor preceding it. Um, and then another reviewer, James Berardinelli, gave the film his lowest rating of zero stars, stating sometimes the movie is so bad it makes you want to go into seclusion and never see another film. Bachelorette is one of those. He would later choose Bachelorette as the worst film of 2012, describing it as the kind of despicable movie only a troll could appreciate. Who are you, James? Well, we're, you we're two trolls and we're going to appreciate it. I mean, what did he say was the best movie? Probably like G.I. or something stupid. Who knows? Um, do you want to talk a little bit about our history with Kirsten Dunst? <laughs> I, what is there left to be said? We've loved her for yeah. years and years and years since Little Women. And I mean, I've not really interviewed with the vampire, but yes, I've watched that when yeah. I guess it came out or like a little later. Um, so we just loved everything. She doesn't, not one foot wrong. Yeah. Also, she went away for a few years, I believe, because she had some mental health struggles. And I feel like this is one of the movies where she had, after having a break for a little bit, like came back. Um, and yeah, I also didn't see it in 2012. I think I found it without you. I think one night I was home and we didn't live together and I was looking for something to watch like on Netflix or a cable and I came across it and I watched it. And I think at one point we were like talking about it and I was like, you've seen that movie and you like that movie because I have a, a more grotesque sense of humor than you. So I was surprised that you liked it and liked it so much. And then I think, you know, sub subsequently subsequently we've seen it together <laughs> yeah i was gonna say have we watched it together i assume we have but yeah um so we'll get in the categories very soon but what i wanted to ask you jill is um i'm obsessed with age i didn't realize this until can we take a pause yeah how did you watch it recently because to let our friends and followers find it i watched it on free form yes but it's, it's it's dubbed and has commercials and is not rated R. So where yeah. did you watch it? So it used to be on Netflix and like, yeah, like Xfinity Comcast cable for a long time. Then it can only find out Freeform. I bought it on Amazon Prime. So I purchased the film. But now you own it digitally. Yes, exactly. Which I told you, so you can watch it whenever you want. Um, I bet it'll come back to streaming soon. I don't know why it's been gone, but that that is how I watched it recently. Okay, so I wanted to know, 
how old these the four main women in the film were when they were filming this because I assume they're probably like how old do you think they're supposed to be Jill well I think Lizzie Kaplan says something about so many years from high school mm-hmm. I would say they're like the late 20s 30 year old range okay cool so I looked up yeah how old the actresses were when they filmed this Isla Fisher you want to guess <laughs> 29. She was 36. Ooh, good for Rebel, her. Rebel Wilson's second oldest coming in at 32. And Kirsten Dunst and Lizzie Kaplan were both 30. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. And they all look like they can be the same age. So it wasn't that weird. Uh, I just uh, obsessed with people's ages and needed to know how old they were when they filmed this. Um, before we dive into some questions, is this in your top 10 films of all time? Favorite films of all time? Probably not. I mean, I, wow. I, I've never done a top 10 of my all time. If I think about it. Okay. Probably not, but I don't know. Is it one of yours? It's in my top five of all time. And it's definitely the movie I suggest to people. If they're like, I need something to watch tonight. I'm like, have you ever seen Bachelorette? I bet you haven't. Go watch it. I suggest it to everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need something to watch? Bachelorette. You want something funny? Bachelorette. Exactly. It's just the best. All right. Anything you want to share before I get into these categories and ask you some questions? Um, I'm sure we'll get to all of my notes, but um, mm-hmm. just to mention that um, Bridesmaids was Rebel Wilson's first movie. This was her second. And so, what did and- she do in between? An episode of Workaholics where she's in the insane clown posse. Um, well, no, she's a juggalo at a carnival of the souls. Has worked with Adam Devine many times. As it, yeah, appearsly. Okay, so we could do a shorter category first. But the first thing I have were just some questions I wanted to ask you based on the film and just observations. The first one, is Rebel Wilson's American accent terrible? No, I don't think it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's not the best. (laughs) Um, also, this is produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. I wonder how yes. much they had their hands in it. Who knows? Yeah. but Maybe it's they just good. helped get it distributed. But in the realm of the Dirty Sanchez Productions. Is that what they're called? That's their production company. Was now they broke up. Yeah, they broke up. Um, do we think they grew up, went to high school in Manhattan? Because there is a scene where Lizzie Kaplan and Adam Scott take the subway to go to his mom's house. And it seems like it was his childhood home. Where do we think that is? That was my question. I said, Clyde's mom, Adam Scott, not yeah. that old. Doesn't look the mom, like yeah. Their mother, his mother. And that they have this great New York apartment. Yeah. Um, I would say they uh, maybe are in the New York area, maybe Long Island. Because that was my other question. Where was the wedding? Was that Long Island? They drive yeah. from the city. But it kind of seems very suburban greenery. Yeah, it could be Jersey. That's true. So maybe they were like Jersey or Long Island people. And then his mother, after she her kids got raised, she moved into the city. Yeah. I just wonder if they went to high school in Manhattan, because that's a whole experience. That is a whole experience. Um, yeah, I don't know. They never really talk about where they went to high school. No, but they that's how they all know each other. They went to high school together. They went to a co-ed school. It's not, so it's not like they went to like Spence or something. No, it didn't seem, it seemed like public school, but who knows? Cause it's not real. Um, 
So in the movie, Kirsten Dunn's character, Regan, has a boyfriend named Frank, who's in medical school that we never see. Who would also, you cast? Regan, not Reagan, which is yeah. really weird. We're going to talk about that later. Who would you cast as Frank, the boyfriend we never see, to Kirsten Dunn's, like, bitchy character? Good question. I probably should have given an overview of this plot or synopsis of this movie before we dove in, but maybe I'll that Okay, okay. They're getting together for a wedding. Rebel Wilson's getting married. Mm-hmm. The girls all come together. Lizzie Kaplan's coming from LA. LA. You don't really know what Isla Fisher's coming from. Right. She says she has to take the train. So I'm like, Connecticut? Yeah. I think she's close. And Kirsten Dunst, Regan, not Reagan, is there, lives in New York and is with yeah. all the time. Yes. So who would I cast? Someone like, maybe even my boyfriend, Brian Greenberg. No, because I feel like he'd have to be a dickhead. He's a dickhead in friends with benefits brian greenberg yes he's not in that movie okay fact check me brian greenberg yep tell me i'm wrong i will when does he do i've seen that movie a million times okay okay so that's your choice brian greenberg yeah okay um what was my next your choice james marson no um Maybe like even though hey, he's canceled, like a James Franco, like a now yeah, Theo James done. He would have been too young. I know. Oh, I guess he has friends with benefits. I don't remember this at all. Um, I knew you'd be right because you're always right about those things. Thank you. Or like just a young hot, yeah, who would have been uh, Jesse Bradford? No, no, just because she dates him and bring it on. Um, I don't know. I wanted to know who you would pick. I have no idea. Um, I asked you about Katie being on the train. Can you not get into a strip club without a male escort in Manhattan? No, that's that was untrue. what? That's untrue. That seemed weird. There's a scene where, yeah, they can't get into a strip club because they're all women. All right. Do you think Lizzie Kaplan and Adam Scott have chemistry? Because they are together in this and then also in the show Party Down. So seemingly they've been know each other for years. I don't know if they're friends. I assume they are. And in two different projects, they characters get together. I think so. I think they have chemistry. Um, so the conceit, the conceit, the story is that they dated in high school and they were like in love and then something happened. It rhymes with Schmishmortion and they yes. break up and um, they see each other again at this wedding. My question one is, had they not seen each other since high school? I don't think so. Okay, that seems weird because they are very, like, not close, but, like... But she's like, you totally stalked me on the internet, you know, she says to him in the movie. Also, why is he there? I know, you've asked this before. It's a good question. Like, we don't know that Rebel Wilson's fiancé went to their high school. We don't know that... But he didn't because Lizzie Kaplan in the beginning says, I googled him. He's actually good-looking. Right. And we don't know that Rebel Wilson and Adam Scott were like that close that they would invite. The only explanation is like neighbors, family, friends, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it would just be, I guess, if Rebel was friends with him. But Kirsten Dunn says Clyde's going to be there. And she says, I'll probably go. Right. So that's why. Um, There is a scene in the strip club where Dunst and Marsden are talking about Truman at Geneva versus Truman at Potsdown. Who is right in that argument in the historical context? James Marston is right, but this is so stupid. This is like, I have obviously some issues with this movie, 
this yeah. reference is so dumb. Like we, it's not necessary to try and make these people seem smart. We don't need it. We don't need like, oh, we get along because we both think we're smarter than everyone else. We well, don't. it was just him. She's always right or thinks she is. And it was him having the upper hand and she likes that. That's, I think, what that scene was trying to convey. But it, it is kind of like dumb. There was no need to like bring out obscure World War II. Not even obscure. Like there was no need for it. I'm not happy with that part. Okay. But here's another question. Yeah. Can you James... name a bad movie that James Marston is in? Well, I haven't seen the new Enchanted, but I heard that was bad. Okay. But usually, no. I, You know I worship at the feet of James Marston, Hairspray, X-Men, Enchanted. What the, else? Notebook. Uh, the Notebook. Yeah, like, you know. But I'm sure he has been. My dog's gift for some shit. Dead to me. Love him. Yeah. Flames. He can play a dick. He can play a sweetheart. He's so hot. He has like an adult son. He seems like a good dad. I just love him. My similar question, have Dunst and Marsden ever been in anything else together? Because I think they have good chemistry and I'm sure they've, they've both been in the scene for so long that they might I'm know each other. I'm thinking Sugar and Spice, but she wasn't in that. I'm only thinking that because the trailer oh, was... Another great movie. Oh, I got to add that to the list of movies. Um, I could do without the James Marsden, Kirsten Dunst hookup. I like I it because they're both so hot and I love them so much. I could also do with the Isla Fisher and the Joe character pool thing, like them getting together in the swimming pool. I could do without that. Um, she was revealing that she's tried to kill herself. Also, um, another thing we could talk about, the suicide jokes are not funny in this movie. Like 10 years ago, we were joking about suicide. This What is not... jokes? Like she like jokes about it. Like, oh, we're not talking about it. Like, it's not. No, I think. Also, preformed a disclaimer about the suicide jokes before. Really? And about, and about eating disorders. Yeah. That was my next question. Do we think Jenna really would have revealed that Becky was bulimic and the toast that they give on the Jenna rehearsal being dinner? being Lizzie Liz Kaplan, Kaplan. And Becky being Rebel Wilson. Watch the movie before you listen to this so we don't have to explain everything. How about that? Um, no, I don't think she would have talked about it. Um, here's my real life question. Is Rebel Wilson mad that her weight is such a joke topic in like her earlier movies? Like this Fat Amy. Topic? I say I call myself Fat Amy, so twig bitches like you don't do it behind my back. Yeah. I I I like I don't know. I mean now I guess she's okay with it, but I would think that you would feel sad and upset that your weight is like a topic of a movie that you're in. I'm sure, but that's Hollywood. They probably said we need to hire a fat girl for this role. Which is fucked up, but that's what it they do, you know? Yeah. And even in, in Hollywood, if you're like our weight, you're like obese. So it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the movie, the four friends are called the B faces, and sometimes they say biatch faces. Where do you think B face comes from? Like bitch face. Like they probably just couldn't, you know, say it that much in high school. Yeah. How do you feel about the name Reagan or Regan? <laughs> I don't feel good. I, I prefer yeah. it would be Reagan, like Ronald Reagan. I think Regan. I don't know. But I, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. But I do you even like the name Reagan? Yeah, I like Reagan. Yeah. I don't think I've known someone named Regan. Kirsten Dunst's name in this movie. Yeah. Um, Kirsten Dunst, when the other friends arrive in New York and Rebel Wilson's character is asleep, she says, you know, Basically, I was totally the one who was supposed to get married first. I have a boyfriend in med school. You know, 
I forget what else she says. And then she says, and nothing is happening to me. And I'm fucking miserable. Is that how you felt when all your friends are getting engaged and married? That you should have been the first one? No. I didn't think so, but I just wanted to ask. Do we ever find out what Kirsten Dunst does? She says she reads to kids with cancer, but... um, Yeah, I don't know if she's just like a volunteer. Yeah, I would think so. That's probably how she met her boyfriend, and she wanted a a boyfriend who was a doctor. Yeah, but I don't know that... um, Yeah, how does she make money? Are her parents wealthy? She's a socialite? No, I I assume she has a good job, because she's saying, I did everything right. I went to... She went to Vassar? Uh, Princeton. Princeton. Or she got a scholarship to Princeton, at least, which she brags to the doorman at the strip club about. Yeah. Okay, my last question for you in this category is, fuck, Mary kill, Marsden, Adam Scott, and Joe. And I guess they're characters, not them as humans. Oh, they're characters. Yeah. I mean, or choose, whatever you want. I'm going to do their characters. Okay. I would marry Adam Scott. Even though he didn't go to the abortion with her? I am not Damone. I would kill James Marston's character. Whoa. And I guess I would have sex with the Joe character. Okay. What are your thoughts? Kill Joe. Sorry. Why? He He's nice. I know. He wouldn't hook up with Isla Fisher when she was, like, wasted and passed out. He's. A, I know, and that's man. what you think you want, but you want someone who's a little bit more mean. That is terrible, Ryan. It's true. No. This is my choice, and that's you don't want to. You don't want to be with someone who wants to hook up with you because you're wasted. If it was James Marsden, I do. So I'd fuck James Marsden, and I guess no, maybe I'd kill Adam Scott and marry Joe. Um. Okay, those are all my questions. So, do you have anything else you want to ask before we dive into the next stage here? I have so many things. Um, Isla Fisher. Let's just say amazing work. Love her so much. She should get an Oscar for this movie. She's so good. Well, one of my categories is MVP of the movie. Who do you think MVP of the movie is? Kiki, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I think so too. She does it so well, like type A, neurotic, annoyed, but can handle everything. I can't believe you get paid for this and I'm just a good friend. That's, I'm going to, that's my relatable category. Yep. Um, So why doesn't Isla Fisher get fired from Club Monaco, as she calls it? Um, She's in retail and she makes one of customers. I have a category called, quote, it's a movie. Because whenever I point out something in a movie that's unrealistic, you always say, it's a movie, Ryan, it's a movie. And that would probably be one of them. Like she would get fired, you know. Yeah. Another movie question. Yeah. How is Rebel Wilson friends with them? What do you mean? Like, Lizzie Kappa met her in the bathroom. Right, but they don't seem like this is mean, but Rebel Wilson's character is like dumb. She's not smart. She's not funny. Like, what does she have in common with these other girls? Every group of friends has one. And if you don't know who it is, it's you. No, I did everything right, Ryan. No. Um, I don't know. I think it's just like a proximity thing. I mean, I have friends from high school I don't talk to anymore, but in high school we were friends. Yeah. I, and I do think, despite it all, they like her and care about her. That's why Kirsten Dunst cries at the end and says it's a perfect wedding. Yeah. Well, also, she is coming off a night of drugs and exhaustion. Yeah. Um, um, do you want to go through any other It's a Movie where we're nitpicking things? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. So I have many. Well, not many. The first one, which you meant, no one would have a bachelorette the night before a wedding. I feel like that was a trope in maybe like the 80s and 90s, maybe in 70s. And people actually did that. That is fucking insane. You would never do that. Never. Yeah. Um, also, what time is this? Like they're going yeah. to the bridal store because they screw up her dress and they go to the bridal store in the middle of the night. That's like two, three in the morning. No bridal store owner, no woman who works at the bridal store would ever agree to meet them at the store like this woman does to buy a new dress. Maybe that was like 11 or 12 though, because they had the rehearsal dinner, they were going to hang out and then Becky got mad and went to bed and then they were, you know, doing coke and hanging out. Still, you call the manager of a bridal store. First of all, she would not pick up. Secondly, she she was getting touched by her husband. Yeah, she would not call to meet you at midnight in the city, especially Kirsten Dunst, who she says is the maid of honor from hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do we think that dress really would have ripped? It rips so easily. So a big plot of the movie is they they rip the wedding dress and the whole night is them trying to fix it before the wedding in the morning. That is the whole point. But it rips like paper when you watch it in the movie. <laughs> So they are going to have like this just fun, stupid bachelorette party with champagne and strawberries in the room. And Isla Fisher gets a stripper to come, her friend from Club Monaco, Monaco. And he says, um, pig face? Yes. He calls her pig face, Rebel Wilson. And Rebel Wilson gets mad because that was like her bullied name in high school. So then she cancels the bachelorette party. So then Kirsten Dunst and Lizzie Kaplan and Isla Fisher just stay in like the bridal suite and do cocaine and then they joke about the wedding dress also Kirsten that's your terrible person to say go get the dress get the wedding dress out of the closet it's Pippa Middleton y'all have the two girls fit in it because they make fun of Rebel Wilson's wig because she's so big two people can fit in it and it rips yeah um yes I believe a dress could rip this easily they're not they're like it's thread it's fabric all right but Kirsten Dutz, I love her character. I love her. That's a terrible person to be like, oh, yeah, go get the dress. Let's try it on. Well, it, one of my categories is moral of the story. And what I learned from this movie is lock your fucking wedding dress up. Make sure it's in your room. No one else can touch it. It's under lock and key. Because this is this movie stresses me out so much of like, are they going to get the dress done in time? So lock your fucking wedding dress and get eight hours of sleep the night before your wedding. Oh, God. I mean, it's hard, but yeah. And also know someone who knows how to sew. Yes, have is them a, um, ready. Is moral of the story. Um, another nitpicky thing question. It's a movie thing. Yeah. They go to this um, like convenience store, Dwayne yes. Reed. For is it a Dwayne like, Reed? I think it's a Dwayne Reed. Okay, cool. Um, which is like a pharmacy, convenient, only New York thing. Um, would Dwayne Reed have this much thread? She's like picking fabric colors, like pearl and... I think like a CVS might. Not that much, but they'd probably have at least like a white. My bigger nitpick is that they don't know that Katie, their best friend, spent a semester at FIT. When they're outside talking about the dress, she goes, I spent a semester at FIT. And they look and they're like, do you know how to sew? They would have known if their best friend from high school that they're still in touch with had gone to a school for a semester and then transferred out. That is completely un- like not believable. But Katie's nuts. Do you believe she actually went to? She probably like stepped yes. on the campus and thought, I go here. I took French? No, she... I think that's a miss. It's a nitpick. Uh, another nitpick. This dress is ruined. It doesn't come back from this. 
even if you stay up all night and sew it, no. It's been like an, in a dirty garbage bag. It's been yeah. on the streets of New York. Well, the woman cleans it at the hotel. Um, side note, I want that hotel laundry room in my house. Like with the hotel grade ironing and all of that. I know. Oh, I realized I had one about the dress too. So when they do come to the, the dress shop with the you know manager in the middle of the night, the designer or whatever, she wouldn't care if the bride doesn't want to wear her wedding dress. They're like, the bride doesn't want to wear her wedding dress. Pick a new one. Yeah, she wouldn't give a shit. She would care if it's midnight and these people got her out of bed and made her come down. Like, I know. I think that's probably favor. what I meant by this, that, yeah, she wouldn't come down. Yeah, you, I'm doing you a favor and you're saying you don't like my dress? Like, hmm. Yeah. I also asked, wouldn't Clyde have noticed that his wallet was missing before he was in the back room with the stripper? So Lizzie Kaplan steals his wallet what? out of... They take a limo. He, he got lap dances or if he got a drink at the bar. James Marston paid for everything. Uh, allegedly. I also um, said you're at the wedding. Kirsten Dunn says makeup and hair is from the night before. And so is Lizzie Kaplan. And it's still, first of all, that's disgusting. And second of all, it still looks like pretty fine. That would never happen. It yeah, would not, look disgusting. Not terrible bridesmaid dresses, though. They're not, not bad. They're not mm. terrible, yeah. That should be a category. How <laughs> bad are the bridesmaids' dresses? They're, they're just a very simple, nice yellow strapless dress. Yeah. Um, Adam Scott has a cowlick in the back of his head, and so mm. does my daughter. I thought that was funny. So do I. I wrote, Adam Scott could play Colin, your husband, in a movie. I'm adding him to the list. Oh, okay. That's what I, I think it looks like it's like little... his facial expression and like amount of facial hair in one scene. I was like, oh, he kind of looks like Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Also, is Clyde redeemable? So basically, she was 15 when she got pregnant and he was like 17 or 18. She went to go get an abortion. He was supposed to come. He didn't show up. When she confronts about him years later at this wedding, he says he was too sad. Go fuck yourself, Clyde. I agree. I agree. I agree. And then he just kind of like forces himself in her, you know, pure view at the end of the night when they're at the his house. But I think you have to give a 17-year-old some leeway. Like you're you're not I'm not He was her. 15. Which she as was, she says, and yeah. she had to go get an abortion by herself while with Kirsten Dunst, but Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, any other nitpicks? Um that they stay up all night after like doing um coke yeah i i don't think it's very hard to like stay up all night but i think it's hard to stay up after drinking and doing drugs and then kirsten dunn's none of them like shower and then go to the wedding like that's very hard to do well she tries to sleep at the table kirsten dunn's at the wedding right yeah yeah i think that's she doesn't shower and Isla Fisher pukes on her. Mm, that's wrong. Yeah, I have vomit on me. <laughs> but Kirsten Dunn's great friend for yeah. seeing that um, Isla Fisher is passed out because she um, took too many drugs and mm-hmm. puts her uh, her hand down her throat and makes her throw up. True friend. Yeah. That's why she's the MVP of the movie. Yeah, she is the MVP of the movie. Yeah. All right, let's get into a fun shorter category, which is our most used quote. So I get annoyed sometimes that I listen to rewatchables and movie podcasts because they pick, quote, the best quote, which is fine. But 
there are some throwaway quotes in movies that Jillian and I have said for like 20 years and still say almost every day. Um, and to me, that's the best quote, the one that stays in your life. So I'm going with our most used. I also have some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would you say is our most used quote from this movie? Sing the song. Yeah, sing the song, sing the song. So when Isla Fisher is like OGing in the bathroom, Kirsten Dunst tells the guy with her, sing the song, sing the song, and spray water in her face. And the song is, the dreams when I close my eyes every second of the night. I'm not going to attempt to sing it. I live another life. Okay, but some honorable mentions are, you know, just really- We always say that, our friends say that. Sing the song, sing the song. Sing the song. So some honorable mentions are just really good quotes is, Reviving a fucked up bitch wasn't on the itinerary either. Oh, that is, we do say that. One of my favorites is right in the beginning when Kirsten Dutt says, I got to go read some books to these cancer kids. <laughs> Love you, bees. And a new one that I never really knows for is when they're fighting about when Princess Diana died. Isla Fisher goes, I think I know when Lady Diana died. And I like when she says, I never voted. <laughs> and no, I never vote. And also, I feel like I'm at the Oscars when she's at the strip club. My next two are both Isla Fisher quotes as well. She gets to New York and says to Rebel Wilson, and then we're going to party, right? Like, and then she like humps the air and does like a fake line of coke. And she's like, party. <laughs> that one's just so good. Also, is this where we got magical vagina? No, I think you guys said it before that. Wow. When she must have a magic vagina. Um, they say that about Rebel Wilson, and we say that all That the was time my first people. in our so relatable category. Becky's vagina is magic. Um, my last favorite quote is another Isla Fisher. A guy at the rehearsal dinner says, we had French together. And she said, I took French? I also like when Joe says, we talked about pop, but there were adults there. When? He's like when he's describing like what they did like later he and Isla, like he's telling other people, he's like, we talked about pop, but there were adults there. But what does that even mean? Like there's, you know, he can't talk about smoking weed because there were older people there. Like they're old. They're oh, old. I thought he was referring to themselves. That's what I was like, what are you talking about? I know okay. the guy quotes, but those are really good. All right. Me, yeah. Okay, quick one. And then best cameo in the movie. I have my answer. What is yours? Well, I think this is going to be a conversation. But first I was like, is Andrew Rannells a cameo? No. Uh, no, that's my answer. Andrew okay. Rannells. Okay. <laughs> then that, because Andrew Rannells plays. He's only in like two scenes. Best friend at Club Monaco. And he yeah. plays the stripper. Yes, he's amazing. He does a great job. And he's only on screen for, you know, five minutes, probably cumul- cumulatively. Um, Horatio Sands is on the plane with Lizzie he's Kaplan. In, he's inappropriate. Also, it, that could have been anyone. It didn't need to be Horatio Sands. It was like a non. He probably auditioned for it. Or Will Ferrell. Yeah. Got um, in the role. The winner, the true answer, is June Diane Raphael as a stripper. Oh, yeah. That is great when she's wiping her hands on the wedding dress. Okay. So best cameo from you, June Diane Raphael. I still stick with Reynolds. Sorry, not sorry. Um, something that I thought could be interesting is almost always when I'm watching something, I or if I'm with Jill or not, I'll call a texture and say, who is this person from? Like, what are they from? Um, so I was wondering if there's anyone in this movie, like Dale, Becky's husband, is he from anything? Well, uh, that's who I was thinking, because he's very familiar. Um, or Joe. Yeah. So I looked them both up. Oh, I knew that now. Dale was in an episode of Happy Endings. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Joe is an episode of Party Down. Yeah, they're both like that. Like Dale had a lot of like ABC, NBC, like friends knockoff shows that never worked. Yeah. Yeah. And Dowd, which who plays Rebel Wilson's mom. She's in like everything. Yeah, that's the kind of one where I'd be like, Jill, who are they from? And you could you could tell me something she's well, give me one thing she's from. Um I, I know things off the top of my head, but let me look. Because, but she's just no. great. Oh, you said you don't know any off the top of your head. I do. Oh, so give me one. Oh, I mean, I'm just not coming to me now. Oh, okay. There are some things that either I still don't understand why they happened, or I just noticed, even though I've seen this movie a million times, or I just wanted to highlight. Um, at the rehearsal dinner, when Lizzie Kaplan sees Adam Scott for the first time, Isla Fisher is talking to her. And it kind of gets like faded out. And she says, I don't know, I'm going to do it like in the bathtub with a rope. I just noticed that for the first time. So she was telling Lizzie Kaplan that she wants to kill herself. And I don't remember that. You can, I only, I heard it. Like I'd never heard it before. Um, Also, Katie says, what kind of false economy is this to the woman at the hotel in the dry cleaning department? Which really made me laugh. Also made me laugh is when Andrew Reynolds comes in to strip. He says, show me what you got, breeders. <laughs> and I also never noticed that when Marsden and Dunst are at that like lounge bar downtown, he puts his hand between her legs Yeah, on the couch. I'd never noticed that before because I guess I was yeah. just like watching their faces, which is He's gross. Yeah. yeah. Also, Kirsten Dunst gives this little speech twice. Of that's when it happens. You start hating yourself when you're a girl at twelve. Why do you want to be beautiful? Really wanted to give that speech so badly. Well, they wanted people to understand the pressure that young women go through. That you have to be perfect, and it's still not always what you want. I'm joking. Um, Any any highlights or yeah things you never noticed before for you? No, but I have to fast forward through the cousins rap because they have such secondary embarrassment so i, I love it like i've only ever seen it once so i don't know it that well but i do know oh, i know it by heart yes yeah, you it. get married you better do that at my wedding oh i have such secondary embarrassment watching them rap at the rehearsal dinner i just have to becky well. and dale you only get one shot when sly and kelly and i live together we're like the two of us will do this at the other person's wedding of whoever gets married first oh my god uh, my next category is the honorary Courtney Ryan, so relatable category. Jill has a friend named Courtney. She's so relatable. Everyone relates to her. So it's which parts of this movie are so relatable to our actual lives? Because most movies are, you know, insane. And you're like, this would never happen. Or this would, you know, I don't relate to this at all. But there are a few, a few things in this movie that um, I think we can relate to. <laughs> um, mine is not relate to the whole character, but when... Kirsten Dunst is speaking with the wedding planner and she's like, I'm just a good friend. You get paid for this. Like thinking we could do a better yeah. job than the wedding planner is our lives. Like, yeah. Her quote is, I can't believe you get paid for this. And I'm just a good friend, which is so something that you or Caitlin and would say. Yeah. Like th- that's the most relatable thing ever. Like we can yeah. do a better. Uh, Avery Singer. I, why do you get paid for this? And I'm just a good friend. Right. The plan. We already mentioned it, but they say Becky's vagina is magic because they're like, how did she get this hot, rich guy? We say that about people sometimes if we're like, she must have a magic vagina, which isn't very nice to other women, but it's not nice. It's funny. I like um, basically the wedding dress person says that she can give Rebel Wilson a new dress that is Kirsten Dunn's dream dress. And she says, I'd rather lick this sidewalk. 
than let her wear that dream dress. It's not 100% relatable, but I was like, there are certain things where you would lick a sidewalk rather than, you know, see Ryan, someone do something. Licking the sidewalk is definitely something I would suggest for a bet. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, I'd rather lick this sidewalk. Do it. Lick the sidewalk. And then the fact that everything stops and Lizzie Kaplan, even though they're like in a rush, makes her lick like the sidewalk. Like they're in a rush to fix this dress before the wedding, but they make her go outside and lick the sidewalk. And I think that's Slide and Kelly's most used quote is like a little cat-like is what Isla Fisher yeah. says. Um, one of my most related quotes that Isla Fisher says in this movie, side note, I love Isla Fisher. I've always said she can play me in the McGrath family movie, even though she's older than me. Lofty. I wanted to make this a quote on like my dating profile, but I was like, people think I'm insane. But she says, God bless me with perfect tits. It's only right that people should know that. That is how I feel about my life. Um, and my last one is Lizzie Kaplan throughout the movie will like braid her hair and it'll be in a braid for a little while and then she'll stop and then she'll like braid it again. She's always kind of like messing with it. That is so relatable to me when my hair is long. Isn't she like eating it at some points? Yeah, that's disgusting. I hate that. But like, I do that. Like, I'll put my hair in a braid and then I'll put it in a bun. And then, like, I can't leave it alone if it's down. So I just, I appreciated that choice, character choice from her um, in that way. All right. Um, I want to have an award, worst actor of the film. I'm tentatively calling it the Andrew from Gilmore Girls Award because Andrew is the worst actor I've ever seen. I don't believe that you dated Liam Neeson. Um, I kind of, of the mains, I think I might say Rebel Wilson. Okay. I mean, I mean, it could be anyone in the movie. It could be the cousins who do the, the dance, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't get as much to do as the other ones because she goes to bed and the other three stay up all night trying to fix her wedding dress. Um, and it is her second movie that she's ever been in out of Australia. So. I think, yeah, I was going to say her husband, Dale. He's, yeah, that was my other choice. He's not a very good actor. He's always like, hey, like, yeah, over like emphasizing everything he says. Yeah, he's fine. Um, the next thing I want to cover. So can you talk a little bit about your Netflix category of movies where they don't end up together? <laughs> um, I like movies where they don't end up together because I think we need to teach the youth of America that not a relationship is forever and people break up and it's okay and you could love each other and then break up and you'll be fine and you won't hate each other and it'll just be fine um so i think we need more movies that tell people about long relationships and then you break up and then you're fine so so I it's like netflix. on netflix they'll be like uh shows with a strong female lead or you know right so i want a netflix a category of movies that are movies where they don't end up together obviously they'll never do that because it's spoiling the end of the movie but i'd like us all to watch more movies where they don't end up together and be like okay not the end of the world which we have a list of and you just remind me of another movie i need to add to our list okay um but so i wanted to quickly cover of these couples that get together in the movie who do we think stays together so the first will be is becky and dale the couple that gets married in this movie do we think they stay together long term sure they don't there's not enough yeah. character development for me to say one way or another fine oh uh, yeah i think they do jenna and clyde so Lizzie no. Kaplan, no because she lives in la and they dated when they were 15 and they had a life-altering experience with an abortion and then never saw each other again so i don't think this will bring them together and magically they'll be fine all right katie and joe no katie isla fisher and joe the neighbor who let her cheat on her his french tests when she was in high french they might if she lives in Connecticut on the train or something or Poughkeepsie and she doesn't she can't sit still for two seconds she doesn't know what's going on in the world she can't date someone 
Okay, and then Regan has a boyfriend, quote, Frank, but she fucks Trevor in this movie, James Mars, and do you think she ends up with either of them? No. Okay. So you, you, Neither you... are well-qualified, high-priced people, money, wealthy position for her. She do knew. you think she would ever have another tryst with Trevor, though, like a weekend? Sure. Where they meet up to, to bone? Sure. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, next question. Character you'd most like to kill? So the most annoying person in the movie or a person you can't stand? Well, the cousins who... Yeah, um, I think we'd both pick them. Yeah, the, the cousins who do the rap during the uh, rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Yeah, they're dead. They're so annoying. But I would I love that part of the movie. <laughs> so I would keep that part in. Um, I think my final category I have in the list here is character you most relate to in the film. Obviously, they're all like heightened versions of people. So, you yeah. know, I guess like Kirsten Judge just for being like the planner and organizer and on top of everything as well you can be. Yeah. For me, it's hard. I feel like it could be Lizzie Kaplan or Isla Fisher or Kirsten Dunst. I was thinking I love uh, not I love Lizzie Kaplan's character, but then she like sleeps in and doesn't have a job and. Oh, yeah. I have a twenty dollar bill. Oh, I ripped it. And that, that that's Kirsten Dunst asked them if they have any money. And Isla Fisher says, I have three maxed out credit cards. And Lizzie Kaplan says, Oh, I got a twenty. Oh, I ripped it. And she goes, That describes both of your lives. And that is true. I also like when she's wearing like a dress and um Adam Scott's like, Is that a t-shirt? No, she he says, Oh, is that a dress? And she says, No, this is a t-shirt. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know who I'd pick for me. Maybe Katie. <laughs> Maybe Katie just for like fun. Red stories. hair. She likes to laugh and have fun. Mental illness. And she tells people that they look like. Do I look like uh, Emma Stone in The Help? No, you look really great. Does she say that? I don't remember that. No, she the woman in Club Monaco says, do I, is this cute or do I look like Emma Stone in The Help? And she says, no, it's really cute. And then she makes a face. And Andrew Reynolds says she has Asperger's, which we don't <laughs> say anymore. Um, so yeah, those are all my categories. Do you have any anything else, Jill, that we didn't get to in your notes? No, we hit everything in my notes. I would just want to say, as um unorganized and chaotic yeah. as we are speaking about this movie, go watch it. It's hilarious. Exactly. Like I really hope you watch it before you listen to this podcast. Or maybe you don't listen to this podcast, you're just waiting for your G and G weekly new notes and news. That's fine. But and this will get better. This was so unorganized. We have to get way better about what we cover and you yeah. know hit, hitting the hits um but yeah i i want to continue doing this because i love talking about the movies that we love and highlighting some of the best quotes i'm sure well if you have suggestions for categories um that or you want us yeah we got shannon suggested heavyweights which i added to the list and i told I her those names when i told her whenever you're typing and i get annoyed i'm just gonna say jillian put your fat finger down <laughs> and she said please do that um but yeah if there's you know if you're like oh it'd be funny if you guys said you know person in the movie you'd most like to run off into the sunset with or whatever i know i just couldn't think of anything um yeah so i guess Jill, we person can... in the movie who you would like to hire a la Ooh, like um, devil wears prada no i was saying chris from this weekend the bartender oh shout out chris so jill if i mean we could do this offline but if you look at my list of movies what would you want to do next Oh, you do this now, Fred Water? Yeah. Driving crazy. 
Oh, I was going to say Drop Dead Gorgeous, but we can't do two dunts back to back. Correct. Drive Me Crazy is a great one. Seniors right. rule. Senior in a couple of weeks. Drive Me Crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll leave you with that, our friends. And our social media manager, Ryan, will post when to watch the movie. Oh, yeah. Also, like, subscribe, rate, comment, review, follow on Insta, you know, tell everyone you know about Good Not Great, the best podcast there ever was. See you then. See you then.